Hi everyone, this is PCI PDI 360, Conversations in Crisis Management with Joe Bermudez. Thank you for joining our conversation today as we're just off from the end of 2020 North American Crisis Management Summit. And I am here with my good friend, Carrie Yates. Carrie, how are you? I'm well, Joe. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming. So let me first ask you, what did you think of the summit this year? I thought it was really engaging and a lot of good insights from uh, some fantastic speakers. So yeah, it was, it was really good to see. Awesome. Awesome. Did you find value in it, in, in what the speakers were talking about, the topics, the subject matters? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we finished off uh, with a cyber session, which was uh, quite scary. Uh, and, uh, uh, but yeah, very, very interesting and things that I wouldn't normally think about that were raised. So yeah, it was very valuable. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. So let me ask you again, this, these are conversations with some of the illustrious personalities in the PCI PDI marketplace. And I want to know about you in regards to how did you get started in this business line? Uh, well, that's a very long story, but I'll, uh, I'll, su <laughs> I'll summarize, uh, summarize it for you. Uh, so I've been in uh, this business for mm, going on 35 years now. Um, and uh, but I've I've been on the underwriting side, the uh, independent agency side, and the Lloyd's of London broking side. So um, I've seen it from all angles. And um, so I've most recently worked in the uh, Lloyd's of London market for Aon, and I've uh, been there for eight years. And that is when I started focusing solely on product contamination and product defect, but I was working on it somewhat previous to that on an irregular basis, but um, along with property insurance and uh, some med mail. So um, yeah, so I, it was a long road, but I, it's a great marketplace and uh, yeah, I love it. That's fantastic. So you really do have a 360 view of the marketplace. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> right. Okay. Excellent. Oh, then we're in the perfect conversation. Fantastic. Thank you. Um, so let me ask you this. Um, in regards to 2020, we're at the early stages of it, and if we're able to continue on with RIMS and other things based on whether or not coronavirus shuts us all down for the next <laughs> few months. But um, but basically, what is your view with respect to the 2020 marketplace, and, and what are your expectations for it? I think uh, we've really started out uh, on a good footing. We've, we have uh, just recently brought a brand new uh, buyer to the to the London market uh, that um, is a very significant win for for the marketplace in the automotive industry. <clears throat> so uh, we feel like there's a lot of good opportunities. Uh, you know, uh, clients are starting to really take notice of, of the coverage and, and uh, you know, protect their balance sheet against these risks that are uninsured on other policies. So, uh, so yeah, I think the, the outlook for 2020 is very positive, um, although obviously there's budgetary restrictions and things, and sometimes that, that makes it a long uh, buying process. But, uh, but overall, I'm very optimistic. 
Oh, that's awesome to hear. Fantastic. Great. And so let me ask you, why? Uh, what is it that we can do as a marketplace to follow up on your success in regards to expanding this to new buyers in, uh, in various industries? Um, I mean, obviously, you've just talked about auto, but there's, um, there's medical, there's consumer goods. Obviously, food's always been a strength here in the, with respect to this business line in this marketplace. But what is it that you find that, um, that the marketplace can do generally in regards to expanding um, the business? I think it's um, knowledge sharing, so actually educating clients on um, the coverage and what is what it's meant to uh, protect them against. I don't think that a lot of the clients have um, a good knowledge of the product, so um, and it's such a small niche marketplace that. Um, a lot of the insurance professionals out there also don't have a, a big knowledge base of the, of the product either. So I think uh, from our perspective within Aon, we, we are, you know, just uh, endeavoring to uh, educate all of our colleagues around the world as, as well as Aon clients on, on the value of the product. And from that perspective, and again, because of the fact that we are talking about the marketplace and, and getting folks to to listen to this, to learn more about um, product contamination insurance, product defect insurance, what's one of the, a uh, couple of the ideas that you would give to, or a couple of things that you would talk to um, prospective buyers about and say, here's why this is a valuable type of insurance, without getting into specifics with respect to um, insurers and things like that, but you know, generally, why is PCI or PDI a good product to uh, put into your portfolio? Um, well, let's take food, food and drink uh, companies, for example. Um, you know, a lot of people refer to it as product recall, but uh, specialists within the field know that it's much broader than recall insurance, it's contamination insurance. So the product can be contaminated within the manufacturing process and not even be in the distribution uh, chain. So that, for instance, just educating them that it's a lot broader than just the recall event. And and also the um, the consultant piece that goes hand in hand and give, can give them valuable um, advice and uh, a resource place to go in the event of a crisis. Oh, it's excellent, excellent, great yeah. answer. Thank you. So. What do you think are now some of the challenges with respect to the marketplace in regards to growing the business? I mean, you've mentioned the fact that there's still an educational factor there. Um, is it just with the companies themselves? Do we have a certain, you know, to get more information out to retail brokers? And if so, how do we get it out there in regards to information out there and in regards to getting folks to learn more about this? Oh, it's a good question. Um, I can only speak on behalf of uh, Aon and our the way you know our team works but um, I suppose just other seminars and conventions like this to reach the broader uh, retail broking uh, community um, and um, but uh, but it is really important to to engage with a specialist um, team on this because it's very um, very involved and there's a lot of different considerations and every different policy wording has different nuances uh, to to fit a particular client and their situation so um, so 
Yeah. You've brought up some really great points because I completely agree. I mean, the, the different policy wordings mean that someone on a certain area of the supply chain may be looking at one policy while another um, company in the same supply chain, but maybe further down or further upstream, uh, will be looking at other policies because they're a better fit in that regard. And I think that's a fantastic uh, uh, point. So. And, and I think that comes from you and the Aon Global team. I mean, you have one of the most fantastic, best teams out there from a global perspective. And so could you talk about what's the Aon advantage in regards to what your team brings um, uh, to the marketplace? Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Um, well, we have... Um a team in in London uh, that uh, you know very broad experience and that's not just the placing the broking side that's the the claims handling side and the claims advocacy side as well uh, we've been involved in some of the largest uh, London uh, claims in in the market um, so you know with experience um, you're able to navigate through these things with clients. Uh, we have a, a great team in the US as well, um, uh, a solid um, team, uh, eight of them all across the country. Uh, we also have uh, people in Sydney and Singapore and um, various people within the Aon uh, network that, that you know have some expertise in it. So um, we always, um, driving innovation in the market we have um, Aon enhancement endorsements for most of the standard wordings out there um, and uh, yeah my Aon mandatory endorsements are legendary in the London market <laughs> But I would believe it, though, because knowing the personalities I know on the Aon team, they are all experts and all very knowledgeable in regards to uh, to the issues that come up. And even uh, the, the, the members such as Justin, who you're bringing up through the ranks, things like that. I mean, he's really a very knowledgeable individual with respect to these. He sees the issues that are going on. So it's true that you guys have a great bench in regards to, and, and even um, uh, with respect to your team, Simon and Mark, um, in London, they're fantastic. They all are very knowledgeable and, and, you know, literally on a dime can answer any question on anything. So, I mean, to your point, it's it's really a great team in regards to expertise and, and people can use them as a resource. Mm -hmm. So it's really fantastic. Um, how does that, in regards to working with um, underwriters around the globe in regards to placing global risk. How does, how does the Aon team work in regards to making sure that they've got all things covered and, and they're making sure that they're being really interactive with their clients when, when discussing the type of issues that come up with the PCI and PDI? Well, in respect of global multinational uh, companies, I mean, it is very complex these days with the regulatory uh, environment and taxes in particular. So when we placed when we place um, a policy in the London market, we will we can do a reinsurance uh, policy on behalf of a local policy if they need one in that jurisdiction, um, and then a master policy, and they both interlock. We can, you know, break down the revenue, um, and so the client can pay taxes in individual regions, uh, so that they can uh, 
that will enable them to be able to get a claim paid in that local country. So there's a lot more behind the global placement than just the the actual placement. Um, so I think we really excel in in international placements. Um, that's excellent. And so do you think there's an advantage of being in the London market versus being in the domestic U.S. or North American markets? Uh, or, um, I mean, do you think that you see more in regards to, because of London's unique perspective with respect to insurance and long history with respect to insurance in the world, do you think that that gives you an advantage in regards to what you're looking at and, and seeing the risks that are at issue out there with respect to the, the global marketplace? Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, you know, the, the Lloyds of London um, – uh, licenses around the world uh, uh, I don't know the exact number of countries but there's a lot of countries that were licensed in um, and I'm, I guess I must touch on the on the fact that the UK has left the European Union now as of the 31st of January so we also have uh, a Lloyd's Brussels um, set up so all the Lloyd's of London syndicates now have uh, European um, capacity stamps as well so um so that's quite important to to to, to say um but yeah i mean uh, and also in the london market the underwriting community is one of the most experienced um in the world as well so i think that that really helps and and just the um the way that they interact with each other and the spirit of innovation and the spirit of trying to get deals done uh, on a subscription basis uh, is an advantage over some of the other um, domestic carriers. But then you've got your global carriers like Allianz and Swiss Re and, um, who also have capabilities to issue local policies in various countries. So, um, so yeah. Excellent. And where do you see right now in regards to pushing the envelope with respect to the marketplace and going into different types of industries? Um, obviously, we're, we're really um, got a lot going on with respect to the food industry, um, but it's growing in other aspects and other areas. Where do you see our growth in regards to different types of industries, different types of supply chains? Well, um, yeah, I mean, food and drink and automotive probably make up um, over 90% of my portfolio. So the other industries are quite limited, but we are seeing growth in the consumer goods side of things uh, like uh, white good manufacturers and, uh, you know, we can do toy manufacturers and clothing and that kind of thing. But um, we really don't see a lot of... Um, those type of clients purchasing this cover but there is the capability of of covering those companies restaurants we have a great restaurant contamination program that i complete i think is completely undersold um and um so that is um one area that we would like to grow um and medical devices and pharmaceutical companies, drug manufacturers that we have capabilities to do those type of um, companies. Um, and we're always looking at, uh, at new industries to see what else we can, uh, we can offer. But I think, you know, the core focus is, is always going to be the food and drink and the automotive um, industries because that's, that's where we have the most capability. Interesting, interesting. Um, do you see uh, climate change um, um, adding 
an impact to the various marketplaces with respect to um, uh, this marketplace, with respect to the companies involved in this marketplace? And do you think that, that this um, marketplace could use, um, I guess, more conversation about the fact that, that the climate change, the different issues that industries are facing, and whether it's a change in manufacturing, whether it's a change in the power sources that they're going to be seeing, um, whether it's um, an impact from, because we know that when a supply chain suffers a disruption, that's usually where we're going to get some type of insured event because of the fact that things have changed and suddenly they're no longer making the product like they used to, something changes and inevitably something goes wrong and we're out there and they're calling you and saying, hey, we've just found out that we have a problem down in one of our supply chains or there's our products out there. But unfortunately, during this time period when we had an event, a weather event that caused a disruption in our facility, we now have a problem with it. I mean, do you see climate change making an impact in regards to this marketplace? Um, I don't think I know enough about it uh, and how it affects the uh, the manufacturing process. But uh, in the in the Western Growers um, uh, with the summit session there, right? at the summit, they were talking about how the uh, growers in in the western part of the states they were changing their manufacturing processes to use less water for instance so so it's got to have an effect yes but i don't know how it's going to affect the the actual policy or the coverage i guess contaminated water and that those kind of things would would impact um the production if that was the case and that would trigger the policy on the on the right. food side but that's a fantastic point because they made the point that, that basically during the session today they were talking about the fact that the the lack of water is going to change the production efforts and mm. again once we see the change in production a lot of times that's exactly where we get these type of crisis events it's and it seems a bit ridiculous at times but when we, that's I think one of the things that we talk to and with respect to the clients the policyholders and that is that it really is a lot of these events don't come out of the fact that you're doing a bad job it's because something's changed either regulation has caused you to change something you've had to find a new ingredient to replace something or you're just changing up the ingredients and you have an issue and then that's when we start getting these type of events that are make claims underneath the policy so I think mm -hmm. it's a great point in yeah. that regard so yeah, very good um, so what do you think are the toughest challenges that we're facing right now in 2020 with respect to the PCI PDI marketplace um, I think, uh, you know, a lot of the, uh, the insurance market are looking at their profitability and that's having an impact on pricing as, as well as um, how much capacity that uh, any one insurer is willing to deploy on any one risk. So that is definitely having an impact. But um, I think uh, the capacity is still quite level. We had a couple of uh, markets come out of the coverage, but a couple more come into it. So it's it's uh, it's quite um, uh, level, and we can always um, have subscription placements. So that is becoming more normal rather than people taking a hundred percent of the um, the policy. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a really good point. Okay, so now I've got a really hard question for you, okay? More of a personal note, and that is, what is there about Carrie Yates that no one else in the marketplace knows about that you can share with us today? 
It's <laughs> <laughs> a very uh, hard question. Um, well, I, I learned I, a few things over the course of the uh, <laughs> over the course of the of the summit. So, um, how about uh, your time in the states growing up? Yes, uh, I was the daughter of a, a chef, and he, he liked to uh, move around constantly. Um, so, so when I was eleven, I left the UK and I moved to uh, the US and uh, lived in four different states um, before going back to London twenty years ago. Um, so, yeah, all the everybody in the UK thinks I sound American, and everybody <laughs> over here thinks I sound English. <laughs> I was going to say, right, I was going to ask you if you picked up the accent. That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Now, Carrie, thank you so much for spending time with us. We really appreciate it. Like I said, you're one of the illustrious personalities in this marketplace. We love you. And thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Joe. Take care. Bye.